0: Hey Marie, how's it going?
1: It's going good. How are you?
0: I am uh, doing pretty well. So you've finally, you finally—you, I mean, not finally—you've been working on it a little bit, but you've launched that template feature we've been talking about a couple of different weeks. Mm-hmm. How did it go? I heard that everything went flawless and there was zero <laughs> mistakes or anything. So I'd love to hear uh, how that went.
1: Yeah, it's it's um <laughs> it's actually super funny. So we were actually just talking about this before we hit record and. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, was, I was almost like crying with laughter. So basically, well, first of all, what the templates feature is. So Llama Life is basically kind of like a, a task manager where you can add timers to every single task. And the templates feature is basically a way for people to automatically load these templates that we have created in advance that we think could be useful straight into their Llama Life task list. The templates are things like, you know, grocery shopping list, like how do you create that? Or a, um, you know, a morning routine. Anyway, so basically we spent all this time on the launch with this massive launch checklist and we can go through some of the things we had on the checklist because it might be surprising to people. Like it's not just pushing out a new feature. There's a lot of marketing stuff we did around that as well.
0: Right.
1: We basically pushed out this new feature and on the grocery template, we had a typo. So the first task in the grocery template is basically look in the fridge and the pantry that's what it says. And we can link to the tweet because it's pretty funny. It says look in the fridge and the pantry and spend a few minutes figuring out like what do you have now and like what do you need to go buy at the supermarket? But we misspelled pantry. It basically said look in the fridge and the and the panty. P-A-N-T-Y. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, that's like such a big you know, the meaning has- Such complete. an
0: awkward typo. Awkward yeah.
1: typo. And so the funny thing is like we didn't even see it. And one of our one of our community members like DM'd us on Twitter and he just did a screenshot and he wrote, oops, ha, 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 ha. And we were like, oh, we didn't see the typo. We just mm-hmm. thought, oh, he meant oops as in, yeah, oops, I should really look in my fridge and my pantry before I go grocery shopping, you know. Like <laughs> I didn't think of that. Like I really should do that. So we thought we wrote back going, yeah, you know, it's something we should all do. Oh, something <laughs> crazy like that. We said it's easy oh to easy to forget. Something we should all do, you know, look in the panty. And um <laughs> and so that was that. And then maybe six hours later, we looked at his DM again, and the person I work with, she saw it. She's like, oh my god, it says panty. And um, so there was this big exchange at like 8 p.m. at night going, it says panty, it says panty. And like we were like, oh, my God, I better fix it. But it was pretty funny at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so funny how typos like that, like when you're working on it, like you don't see them at all. Like I experience this every week with my newsletter yeah. where I'm just writing away stuff and I I'll look through it and I've like tried all the things where you're like, Like email it to myself, read it out loud, stuff like that. I swear, none of it none of it works for me. I just never see those typos until like it's sent, and then suddenly they'll like jump out. But I don't think I've had any. I've I've had some (laughs) that changed the meanings before. Um, I think we talked about that before, where I actually sent a follow up email because I was like, that actually says the opposite of what I meant to say. But I don't think I've had any uh, embarrassment (laughs) (laughs) once quite like uh, that one, which is pretty great.
1: You know, it was. (laughs) It's kind of like a it's a, it's like not a great mistake to make, but at the same time, it's pretty funny. Like I, we were both genuinely laughing about it. Like it didn't cause any stress. It was more, for me, it was more funny than stress. And I I even put it on LinkedIn because I'm like, you know, who cares? It's, it's funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I, 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 I think it's great. You you. I think it's great how you just sort of like, you owned it and leaned into it. And like, because (laughs) Like no one's seeing that and then thinking like, oh my gosh, they don't know what they're doing there yeah, or that exactly. they're so immature or whatever. It's just like, you're just leaning into like, hey, everyone makes like little mistakes like this all the exactly. time. And this one's pretty funny. Uh, check it out. And then like that was the first I saw that you would like that the new feature had come out because that was like getting all this engagement because it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought it was great how you just really, really leaned into like, this is pretty funny and people really... There were lots of joke replies to your original tweet which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: a lot of people were saying, "Yeah, that's the first thing I do in the morning, like I want to make sure I look in the panty." <laughs> <It was laughs> yeah, there were some great replies. We we can link to the tweet. It's it's um I actually think it was a launch highlight because yeah, like you said, just lean into it. Stuff like this mm-hmm. happens. It's not going to be something that kills the product. Like it's not it's not like a big dire mistake. It's it's, you know, we probably shouldn't take ourselves so seriously all the time. Like not, not us. I'm just saying in general, people get really stressed if they mess up something. And it's not like, you know, this impacted anybody. It's like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Outside of that, like what else did you, we, you talked about some of the things prepping for like a launch like that and you have yeah, like yeah. a whole list. Uh, yeah. So what is that? I mean, we're going to be working on some of that for polar habits. We've been working on that our second cycle. We have features coming up. So I'd love to hear what you what goes into launching a new feature for you and what you think is kind of important for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I guess it depends on the size of the feature as well. So for us, we, we, we consider this quite a big, uh, feature update. And the reason it's a big deal for us is because, um, Salama Life has like a a free plan and a paid plan. And we noticed that when we looked at analytics, we noticed that the people who were using this feature, or were aware of this feature. So there's two things. Awareness of the feature is the first thing, but then the usage of the feature. But mm-hmm. we saw that, you know, people who were aware of this feature were more likely to convert to a paid user. There's a very, mm-hmm. very strong, I wouldn't say correlation, because correlation is a very strong word, but there's a strong relationship between people who are aware of this feature and people who pay. So we looked in the data and we're like, well, there's a big problem here because I think it was something crazy, like 50% of people were not aware of the feature. Mm-hmm. Like they just didn't even know it existed. And we're like, oh, that's not great. So that's why we, we built the templates to make it easy for people to use this thing. But then also we wanted to create some, some noise around it, like some marketing buzz around this this feature. So for us, I guess what I'm saying is it's a big thing for us. So we we wanted to do like a proper feature launch. Sometimes it's okay to push out like little updates and you don't have to make a big deal. But this one was a big deal. So we had things like after the feature is pushed out, obviously update all our social media, like Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. LinkedIn. We also did a blog post on it. So this is more for SEO. We have like Intercom, which is our, our chat, like our help chatbot. So we we updated all our intercom help articles as well. We also did an email that went out to all of our customers. So this is our, our newsletter. And within the newsletter, we also tested three different versions of the same piece of content. So we did an AB, well, I guess ABC, ABC test. I don't know. Three different versions. <laughs> and we're going to basically... I think basically... A
0: multivariate. Sometimes we call it a multivariate Oh, is test, that what it's called? If it's more than yeah, two, cool. I think... I don't know. ABC works too.
1: ABC works, yeah. So basically...
0: What did you you use for doing that?
1: um, So we use Email Octopus. Okay. Yeah, so that's the big difference between say like a Substack and one of these email marketing platforms like a campaign monitor, Email Octopus or MailChimp. They let you segment your subscriber base into different groups so you can test stuff. So we did slight variations on the newsletter that went out just to see... What could perform better? Don't know the results on that yet. We're going to wait a few days just to make sure everyone has a chance to open it. But then maybe we can talk about it on the on the next pod. Yeah, yeah. What else did we do? We, we have three different user groups in Lama Life at the moment. We have people who are paid users, people who are free users, and then people who are on a free trial. So within the Lama Life app itself, depending on what type of user you are, you would see like a different interface talking about presets about this feature Oh,
0: okay yeah because yeah,
1: yeah. if you're a paid user you already know about this and you're probably using it but if you're a free user you might not so we wanted to make sure it made sense for each user like what they saw so there's quite a bit of thinking like what okay what do they see and what does that message say and you know is it put, is it encouraging them to try it and upgrade or maybe they don't need to see anything because they're already upgraded like there's all these little details like that, that need to be updated. Right. And what else do we have? There was like a little what's new kind of pop up within the app saying that, that this is a new thing and it's also free for like 10 days if you want to try it out. Oh, so that nice. was, yeah, 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 that was the other thing we did was that if you're a free user, like you won't get access to this feature. So then you're mm-hmm. suddenly telling me, Hey, there's a new feature. And they're like, well, I can't try it because I'm not, I don't have access. So we decided to open the app up for like ten days so they could try it. So there's there was a lot of planning involved in terms of what makes sense for the user and then these different user groups and then messaging everyone and then blog piece and all of that stuff too for SEO and yeah, it just there's a lot. So we were pretty proud of ourselves. We're like, we did this perfect (laughs) launch. We we catered for all these different groups and we thought of all these different things. Right. And then we made the panty (laughs) typo.
0: Oh, man, that's that's awesome. That's like you had like a a nice uh, content blitz. So anyone that's kind of like following you or using the app or subscribed to the newsletter, like all those things, like they got it kind of everywhere, which is great. Like that's what you want. You want people that are like using the app to definitely run into that information. So, yeah, because there's there's nothing worse. I mean, kind of like you were saying before like this launch and stuff, like finding out that like, oh, no one knows about this thing. Like, how does no one know about it? So I think that's really uh, great to be proactive and be like, how we want to hit all the channels so that that information is out there uh, everywhere. Even, uh, you know, typos and all. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It was good. I I think we learned a lot of stuff. So we kind of have this checklist now for the next big launch. We can go back and refer to it to reuse some of it
0: yeah yeah that's great kind of uh templating that like you said you'll probably be able to do the same thing with that the testing the abc testing being able to look yep. and kind of see like what is you know pull elements out of there like why did this one do better than that one? Oh, it's probably because of the way we did the headline or whatever i don't know what your tests were but like figuring out what that is so you could use that in the future or use it for like you know, marketing channels, like maybe you want to do ads and like that can help inspire it or something like that. And so mm-hmm. it's always good to try to have data you can learn from when you do something like that. Like we're going to have a bunch of eyeballs on this stuff. So let's take what we can and learn from it and use it going forward.
1: Yeah. And actually, this is kind of a good segue into what we wanted to talk about next, which was kind of just newsletters in general, because we're kind of talking about this newsletter email that, that we just sent out and ABC testing it. And normally when people think about like AB testing, we talk about it in a in a product context and we're like, yeah, we have our app. We're going to AB test our app. Or we're going to AB test our landing page. But we're kind of saying, well, well, you can AB test your emails as well. Like there's different subject lines that you could put in. There's different pieces of content that you could, you could switch in and out to test what works. And yeah, maybe that's a good segue to talk about just newsletters in general and newsletters as a product because... You've been doing an awesome job with your newsletter.
0: Thank you. It's been it's been really interesting. So I I think we I'm sure we talked about this already. I have ADHD, so I forget everything we've talked about in the past. But I moved, you know, at the beginning of the year, I moved my newsletter, which I've I'd been writing for a little under 2 years, I moved over to Substack. And at the same time that I did that, I like turned on which Substack kind of encourages you to do, turned on paid subscriptions. And so I kind of turned it on just to sort of see, I mean, honestly, the reason I turned it on is because it had this pledge feature where people could like pledge and say, Hey, I'd love to do a paid subscription. And they're kind of like giving you like a promise of like, Hey, if you turn this on, I would become a subscriber. But as I was kind of looking through what like the user flow for that was, I didn't really like it. It felt kind of weird. And so I was like, you know, what? if I, I'm just going to skip that and turn on paid and kind of see what happens. And it's done like surprisingly well. Like it's not like, well, I, I don't know what to compare it to, but it did way, way more people have signed up than I would have expected. And so because of that, I've been trying to, I've been thinking about a lot of like, how do I, like, what do I do with that? Like now, now that it's there, I want to see how it can kind of create value and like cultivate it. And yeah, we were kind of talking before we started recording I basically have a SaaS product that is my newsletter, which is kind of yeah, this yeah. really interesting paradigm because it's I'm using like I believe this is the Substack uh, defaults, which you can customize, but I just went with it, what they suggested, which is eight dollars a month or eighty dollars for a year. Like that's SaaS pricing.
1: <laughs> yeah, because because just for context, like Lama Live six bucks a month, or, or right now it's th- six bucks a month or thirty bucks a year. So your newsletter right. is actually priced higher than. Like a lot of SaaS products out there. Maybe Llama Life's too, too low at the moment. I'm still thinking about that. But yeah, I would say it's SaaS pricing for sure. Eight bucks a month, 80 yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Was it 80 bucks a year?
0: Yeah, 80 bucks a year. And people yeah. are paying for it. Yeah, and people, yeah. It's, and it's growing it's, it's really wild. Quick. I mean, I yeah. definitely think that part of that is sort of like a goodwill sort of thing. Like, hey, I've been putting out a lot. Most of my content is free. You know, I've done like the courses and stuff. But kind of other than that, most of the content I do on like ADHD stuff is free. Like I've been doing the newsletter, you know, for almost two years and that up until now, and even still it's free for the majority of people. Like I'm still doing the free weekly newsletter and the YouTube videos and all the stuff I do on social media, like everything's free. And so I think there's a little bit of people that are just like, Hey, I'm in the position where I can afford this and stuff that Jesse's done in the past has been really helpful. I'd love to support what he's doing and signed up for that reason. And so I think that's kind of where those initial signups happen. And then now I'm kind of thinking of it as like a SaaS product, like, well, how can I improve this experience and how can I make it even like, how can I add value so that it's worth it for people to sign up? And so I've been sort of like exploring a lot of like, what other, what are some successful newsletters? Specifically, I'm mostly looking in subsecs So what are like some successful substacks? stacks? Uh, it's hard to say that three times fast. Um, but what are they doing that seems to be working well? And so I've been kind of looking around and introducing a few different things. So I've done, I kind of have this rhythm right now where I'm doing my main free newsletter goes out on Tuesdays, and I'm doing that just kind of the same as I have you know for the past couple of years. And then I'm doing not every single week, but it has been kind of almost every week on Thursday, I do like kind of like a special focused issue. So like, for example, uh, one week I did a reader Q and A. So I asked people to ask questions, uh, previously. And then, so I had a bunch of questions and then I did like a newsletter that was just me answering those questions Mm -hmm. and I split it. So
1: was that for paid?
0: So yeah. So I split it. You can add like a paid line basically. So free, you know, everyone could read the first, like half of that. And then the second half was paid and you know, I had to do like a little teaser. So I showed like the question, That is the next one I'm going to answer. And then that's kind of where the line cuts off. And then if you're a free user, then you get like a thing like, Hey, sign up to be a paid user to see the rest of the, this uh, message or whatever, or this post. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was one thing I did. And then the next week I did like a resource roundup, a collection of links to like different things that are helpful for ADHD. And then this week I did I'm really kind of throwing a lot of stuff and seeing what what works for people. So this week I did like a discussion thread where I basically kind of like prompted a topic and then I gave a couple answers and then some people were commenting kind of their own answers and there's a little bit of like a discussion there. And so those, the, the resource list and then the thread, those are like fully paid. So the email doesn't, I don't want to annoy people that are signed up for the free thing. So they don't get an email about it. I'm just going to kind of like occasionally mention it in the free one of like oh hey just so you know here's a few things you missed this last month or whatever but i very much don't want to be annoying about it that's kind of like this like tricky balance i want to make sure people know about it but i don't want to be like like the thing i'm afraid of i don't want somebody that has been reading my newsletter for like 6 months to be like oh now all he does is talk about the paid thing like i don't yeah, want yeah. anyone to think that and so i'm kind of like trying to figure out that balance but also getting people to want to do that. And another thing we talked about before the show is like my motivation for wanting more people to pay is I would love to be able to do this sort of work full-time. We've talked before, like I have a full-time job and it's a great job. I love the company where I work and I love the work that I do there, but it's not like in this ADHD space, which I have really, really found that I love doing. I like, I love helping people that struggled with the same thing that I've struggled with for so long and didn't know about. And so, so much of this like side work that I'm doing, like writing the newsletter, working on polar habits, the videos I do on YouTube, the book I'm writing, like all of this other stuff is really focused on helping this community of people with ADHD that I'm really passionate about helping. Like that's where I've kind of late, you know, late in life for me, you know, in my forties kind of discovered how passionate I am for helping, people in this community with ADHD, and I would love to be able to do that full time. And so that's one thing, like the paid subscribers, enough people have signed up that made me think, oh, this could really be something. I wanna make sure I cultivate this and help people through that. That's been kind of a big part of my uh, focus lately.
1: You and I are pretty similar in, in that sense that like our bigger mission or our, our bigger motivation is that we're, well, we both have ADHD, and we both mm-hmm. kind of have different types of products. Like my product is the Lama Life Task Manager that helps people focus. You've got your newsletter and you've got a bunch of other things as well, which we haven't even talked about. But you've got the bigger motivation for both of us is to try and help as many people as possible mm-hmm. with their focus or with their lives dealing with ADHD and how that kind of manifests is in, in slightly different ways. But when we talk about like the free versus the paid, for for me, it's kind of all about like what combination of things, like you've got all these different features, you've got all these different things, you've got all these different projects, like what is the best combination to kind of put that together in such a way that you can run a business that is sustainable because that's important and that you can work on, like you said, full-time because it needs your attention and the effort around it. That will help as many people as possible but still create some kind of income stream because without the income stream – well, you, you can't do it.
0: Right. That's just yeah, kind of a fact yeah, exactly. of
1: life, right? You need you kind of need that to come in.
0: It's so much like my my focus kind of over the next couple of years. I mean, hopefully sooner, maybe the next couple of months, that'd be amazing. But yeah, like my focus is exactly what you're saying. Like, what is that combination where this this work that I'm doing to help people is sustainable for me so that I can put more time into it and more resources into it to be able to help the most people possible. Cause yeah. that's really like the driving force behind it is I'm passionate about helping people and I would love to be able to do more with that. And so where is that line of being, yeah, like you said, like a sustainable business that empowers me to be able to do that when just sort of like figuring out uh, that line. And it's a It's a fun challenge because I get to try out lots of things and experiment and uh, see what works and see what doesn't and just sort of roll with it. And there's lots of shiny objects to explore to figure that out, which is uh, great because that that helps motivate me to uh, keep chasing those things down.
1: And it's interesting, like when you were talking about the newsletter and figuring out, like, here's what the free members get versus the paid members. And where do you draw that line? It's so similar to a SaaS product because, you know, we have the same thing. Like we've got a free plan and a paid plan, and we're trying to figure out which features make it into the free plan versus the paid. Mm-hmm. And we want to still be able to give value to the free users because the goal is helping as many people as possible. But at the same time, it's like, where do you draw that line? And so when I, when I was hearing you talk about what content, where do I draw the line in the content? It's like yeah, so, yeah. so similar. <laughs> and, you know, even about you know how you present it. It's so similar. It's like, well, I've got a landing page, but you've got your newsletter. And like, how do you sort of tease certain things in the newsletter or talk about certain things to encourage an upgrade, but not be too pushy or salesy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's all down to like, that was the other thing I was thinking about this week was the the copywriting side of things, like how you present stuff, how you write stuff. Because we were presenting this new feature and we were like, well, how do we write this? And it's got to be concise. It's got to be clear. And- but it's not salesy. Like we hate salesy (laughs) stuff. Uh And I was thinking, well, there's a difference between being salesy and being informative. Right. Like there's, there's definitely, I don't, I don't have an issue with sales in general, like salespeople in general, but I have an issue with being sold to. I think it's like a fine line. Like when you go to the shop being sold to, like someone's really pushing something or just sales, like sales is a natural part of life. Like that's, it's, it can be a good thing. Like, tell me about the stuff that I need to know about. It's same with advertising.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: If the ads are tailored to you, maybe that's could be okay. Like, tell me about the stuff I would like to know about, but don't be Don't sell to me, but tell me, I don't know. There's like a really fine line, but I think yeah, for sure. if you can master that, like that's great because why wouldn't you want someone to tell you about something that could help improve your life? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be sold to, but I'd like to know if there was something that could help me. So yeah, I don't know. It's like a really, it's a skill, I think.
0: Yeah, totally. I so much hate that feeling of being sold to. Like if I walk into a store and like sales clerk comes up and's like, Hey, can I help you? And I'm like, what I'm thinking is, yes, you can help me by going away and not talking to me anymore. <laughs> like, I do not want to have this interaction. I just want to look around and decide if I just I just try
1: not to make here. eye contact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but again, like you said, like, sales doesn't have to be a bad thing. Because hopefully what I'm doing, like, my goal is that the pay, which I've, I've started kind of calling, like, the paid community. Because I want to make it feel more like it's not just like more content, but it's like more like it's a community. So we're doing like the discussion threads and things like that. Yeah. And yeah. so my goal is that any sales that I'm doing is more about like informing them. It's it's just like, oh, hey, here's this other thing that could also help you that hopefully I'm not being pushy or annoying or anything, but that's kind of the fine line to figure out yeah. and like that I can inform people that it's there, but not be, not ruin the free experience of the product. It's so weird thinking of it as a product, but like in our conversation, like you're totally right. It is like its own SaaS product. Uh, that just happens to be sort of based around content.
1: When you are saying like, um, you got your community and there's a feature, it's basically, there's a chat feature. I think it's part yeah. of Substack, right? So Substack, the cool thing about Substack is in newsletter, they have an app so you can download the Substack app, and then I think within the Substack app, there's a chat feature that you can yeah. turn on. But that's kind of like the same thing. You're sort of saying if you're a paid member of the community, you have access to this feature where you can chat and ask questions and get answers. It's so much like a SaaS product. It's really <laughs> – it's, it's like a different – Yeah. When you think about it like that, it's like, well, okay, well, how do I improve this product? My newsletter as a product, how do I improve that? Which features do I turn on? How much do I charge? It is recurring revenue. It's a subscription Mm -hmm. and you're charging SaaS prices. And every time you push out a newsletter, is it like doing a feature update? I don't know. Like it's adding some more value every week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really sort of interesting. I'm, I'm definitely going to be thinking about that more like trying, trying to get in that product mindset of like, you've broken my brain a little bit in a good way, like (laughs) trying to like think about it. Cause I've been, I've been brainstorming a lot just over the last like kind of few weeks, similar I think to when like I had success with like the YouTube channel last year where I was like, Oh, I wasn't even planning to do this. But now that I've seen a glimpse to see that, Oh, this could be a, one of those channels that kind of uh, sustains me or whatever. It could be like a pillar of making this a full-time gig for me. And so it's something that I'm kind of more trying to figure that out. And that's what I've sort of seen with Substack now that it has been sort of a product, like enough people signed up for paid that like, oh, I I should take this seriously because Mm -hmm. there's something here that I think people want. And so I need to figure out like the people that signed up, I kind of need to figure out like what motivated them to sign up and what can I do to sort of meet that need so that more people would want that as well.
1: Actually, I think you're a bit past that now, but you mentioned before, like the first people that signed up just want, you're guessing that maybe they just wanted to support the project. Right. And I kind of had that too at the beginning, like these early adopters that were like, uh, I had a buy me a coffee button on Llama Life at the beginning. And so a few people just bought me a coffee and they were like, good job, you know, keep going (laughs) and I'll just want to support you. But then I think you've got, I think you're past that now. It's a similar path as well to the SaaS, like when I was building Llama Life at the beginning, the same thing, like people just pay to support Then you have your early adopters and then you start getting the real like people who are just saying, I shouldn't say real people because real early adopters are real people too, but I just mean, <laughs> I just mean. Right. I just- people
0: that aren't, aren't signing up just because they have been a long time fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who are actually yeah. getting some value from it that are like, yes, I just want to pay for this. And it's it's not because yeah. I know you. And it's not because I'm just like, hey, I want to support you. Good job. Mm-hmm. It's more, I stumbled across your thing. Maybe it's the first time I've ever seen it. I stumbled across it. And I think it's really good. It's giving me value and I'll pay for it. That group of people, whatever you want to call them that's when you start to figure out, well, okay, there's actually something here as a product or mm-hmm. anyway, super interesting. And yeah, I'm super keen to see like how this goes for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, so am I. <laughs> so that's a, I think that's a great uh, place to kind of wrap up. Is there, what are some like intentions you're looking at for uh, this next week?
1: This next week, so we just brought on a new team member that was this current week. And I'll put it on Twitter. We're super excited. <laughs> this person I met on Twitter as well. And I, I, I'm starting to think Twitter could just be the thing to grow the business. Like that's what I'm going to use for everything. <laughs> Twitter's <laughs> been such a godsend to me. Like it's been...
0: Yeah, Sam.
1: Yeah, just it's just opened so many doors. And I've met so many cool people on Twitter and, you know, people who are supporting, people who we can brainstorm with. And now people, you know, this new person who joined... Yeah, a new team member. So this week, I would say, you know, we're going to focus a lot on SEO, Mm -hmm. also measuring sort of the impact of the the campaign or the feature that we just launched. We'll make sure that it's doing what we need it to do. But i would say SEO, mostly SEO. We're going to go back through our blog and we're going to make sure that the blog pieces we have, we've got about 20 articles, that those blog pieces are actually hitting certain keywords that we need Mm -hmm. to hit for Mm -hmm. SEO and tweaking those blog pieces. It still needs to read well as a blog and provide value, but if there's a place where we can insert a keyword that makes sense from an SEO perspective, then we're gonna do it. So we have to go review all those pieces. A couple of feature, or not feature, a couple of UI things in the app. I'm starting to think about how do I make it more clear that certain features exist? And this is all coming out of the fact that 50% of people didn't know presets this preset feature, (laughs) template feature existed. So from a design perspective, like we have this design principle where with Llama Life, we try and make sure everything's in your face, right? It's not hidden. And there are some bits that are hidden at the moment. So we're going to try and make them a bit more visible without cluttering the app because the app has a very minimalistic feel right now, which works. It helps us and it hurts us. It helps us because when you're trying to be productive, you don't want things to be in the way. Like you just want it to be looking clean, minimal. You don't need to add any more cognitive load to what you're already doing. (laughs) So that helps in that way. But it also hurts us because people aren't discovering features. Yeah, They don't know that certain features are there. And that's a big problem. If those features are gonna provide value or drive an upgrade, it's a big problem if people don't know it's there. So I'm trying to think, how do I tweak the UI? without changing it too much because people do like that how minimal it is, but make it in such a way that you can discover things more easily. So that's this week as well.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. I, I, I find that with like doing interfaces for apps like that, it's so it's so easy to overcomplicate the interface, which then makes like like it's really hard to like prioritize anything and it loses the intuitiveness. But the flip side is like it's also really easy to get to the point where you're like, oh, well, we'll just drop this feature in like in a menu. And then it's like all your features get like lost in this like junk drawer. And then that doesn't become discoverable because they're like, I don't know, there's a bunch of stuff in there. I don't care about that. And so like finding that balance of like how do you how do you surface the features that people are going to find usable without ruining the intuitiveness because probably what people liked initially about like an app like Llama Life is how like oh I get how to use this like I opened it up and I didn't have to take a big tutorial I just get it like it just makes sense yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like a tricky balance uh, figuring that out as and I think like every app goes through this because every app starts with like not that many features so it's easy for it to be more intuitive and as you kind of progress through adding more features to the app it gets more and more complicated that's definitely something I know is kind of on the horizon uh, for polar habits we're going to have to figure that stuff out.
1: It, it's that damn sort of like hamburger menu. You know you know when apps first came out, yeah. when the App Store first launched on iOS, the apps that came out were single purpose, very simple. Oh, there's a beer is an app that looks like you're drinking a beer, like you know that one where you tip <laughs> it and the accelerometer makes it look like you're drinking a beer, or there's mm. a flashlight, or a calculator app. They, they were super simple. Then they started getting more complicated. And then people started putting the nav bar. uh, Wait, is it called the nav bar? The one down the bottom.
0: Just bar with like the icons for like yeah, like a tab bar or
1: something. Tab bar. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Basically, at the bottom of the app. Then people started going. Let's. I don't know whose great idea it was. But someone was like, let's do a hamburger menu where like this thing slides out from the side of the app. And then everybody started doing a hamburger menu and everything started getting thrown into that side, you know, that sidebar that comes out. And Yeah,
0: the junk drawer. It's just it's so easy drawer, to be like, exactly. we add a new feature, let's drop it in the junk drawer. And then we don't have to rethink everything because it doesn't affect everything else when you put it in there.
1: In some ways, I can see why it's useful. But in other ways, I really don't like the hamburger menu. <laughs> it's just yeah it feels lazy to me it's sort of just yeah like you said just throw everything in there anyway that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on this week <laughs>
0: <laughs> right and right. Um, we'll awesome. see how we
1: go we'll see how we go it's um yeah so i'm super excited right now about llama life because because we've got this new team member and we i feel like we've got some momentum things are just starting to pick up so yeah it's it's super exciting
0: Nice, nice. Cool. Uh, well, for me, my intentions, I have a few I need to I have a few things looming that I'm going to be working on for uh, Polar Habits as we're mm-hmm. kind of getting into this into our second cycle of patching that leaky bucket, like trying to get things because we haven't done any marketing push since launching at the beginning of the year, because we still sort of feel like there's and at some point we're going to have to say, like, OK, this is the line. We're good enough. We can like start getting trying to get more people in here again. But we're still trying to work on some of that so i'm going to be doing some of that over this next week and then also i I didn't mention the book which i've been that's been like listed as my intention a lot over the kind of the past few weeks i actually did work on it a lot this last week and so that went really well and i did some like restructuring which was like uh without getting too much into it i just there was a problem with the book that's been looming i've been kind of ignoring it for months and the solution was just kind of right in my face. So I spent, I basically solved it in kind of an hour after a short conversation with my wife about the structure and we kind of talked through like pros and cons. And now I feel like re-energized about the book because we solved like this structure issue that I was kind of like battling. So that's another one of my intentions is just just to kind of continue to work on that. I got to get it to an end point quickly so that I can get through the whole process of like getting copy editing, proofreading, and all that it takes to get to where it's ready to buy. And I I want that to happen sooner rather than later. So I'm like trying to rush to uh, the finish line with that. Um, But yeah, that'll be kind of what I'm working on.
1: Do we need a deadline or something? Do you have a deadline for it?
0: I don't, um, I have thought of like, like possibly hiring like a some sort of like book coach or something just to like help me for like the last couple of months. Or I've used uh, Shelpful in the past, and so I thought maybe I could sign up for Shelpful. That might be something to help me get encouraged to yeah, kind of set some deadlines and mm-hmm. be proactive on that sort of stuff. So I'm not totally sure what I'm going to do there yet, but I definitely need to start setting some dates, some hard dates soon, so that I feel that urgency and get that stuff done. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Then, uh, well, I'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, cool. See you next week.